It's August 31st, 2022. Another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast coming at you. The Go Home Show for AW All Out. I'm Tanner Lee along with Paul Zarman, Austin Shepard. The band's back together tonight. How's it going, fellas? How we doing? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. I'm I'm eyeing that championship over Shep's head right there. <laughs> eyeing it. I think it, I think it needs to be put in a different place come Sunday. Uh, so. I mean... We, where's it going to be stored? Fort Wayne or Rochester? <laughs> it's going to be a traveling trophy. How about that? <laughs> okay. Well, it will not be on my shoulder, so um, I, I'm just glad to be here. I'm going to, when we get to the predictions, I'm going to mediate this so that there's no fighting, no tables being broken, no chairs. I, I agree to this with no violence. I mean, Shep does like a GCW, so. I do. <laughs> I'm really excited for the show this weekend. This is it's stupid. They're putting together some really good cards coming up. So that's a whole other topic. It is. It is. But this uh, card coming up Sunday is loaded and uh, really hard to predict. This might be the toughest one we've, we've done AW wise. I yeah, gave so it half points. Okay, just to let you know half points. <laughs> half points. <laughs> I like it. Uh, well, Paul's a mediator, so whatever Paul says goes. So. Oh. Hey, Paul, can you, uh, can you uh, grow the mullet like? Shivani's starting to grow. Oh, my God. No. No, look, I even, uh, because of that, I took out my earring. (laughs) Just because I I didn't want to be confused with uh, Shivani. Hey, he was was going face-to-face with Stokely. He was ready to rumble tonight. You know what? And that's great, and you know how I feel about Stokely. But all I could focus on is all of a sudden, Shivani shaved the side of his head. He's got a mullet. Yep. I mean, he's going right back to the territories in the early 80s. He had the mullet then, and then WCW got fat, and then he had the highlights after WCW, so. Let's not bring the highlights back, please. <laughs> Get the in. Remember that stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So good stuff. Good stuff. But we kicked off the show tonight with a little wild thing, John Moxley's music. Comes out, uh, cuts a promo, pretty much speaking against the crowd. The crowd was against him. Of course, we're in Chicago this week for all of AW shows, so it's CM Punk country. Um, he has an open contract and lays it in the ring. Said he signed it. He's waiting for somebody else. So he mentions anybody from AEW, New Japan, any other company. So good promo to start off the show. I mean, I was hoping they would start it off with Moxley since everybody's been buzzing the last week about Moxley versus Punk in Cleveland. So, which, which, Shep, we we didn't get you to join on last week. What were your thoughts on that whole uh, match last um, week? Looking at it now, it's very well done. I liked it. Um, it was a, it gave you the shock factor, which that's what we that's why we watch this darn TV show every week. Um, and it's got you asking why. It got you engaged. Like, what the heck's going on here? Um, and then obviously, what happened tonight followed up, made it made it even better. But yeah, yeah. At first, I was like, "What the heck?" I kind of like it. I'm hooked. So very well done last week by Tony Khan. Yeah, it was uh, really well done, and, and I got some more some more thoughts on that coming up soon here. Um, and after after he cut that promo, a steal. Who I'm glad the announcer said who that was because a lot of people probably didn't know who he was. He's the trainer of CM Punk. He's one of the AEW coaches. He came out and put that open contract in the back of his pockets. So, a little foreshadowing 
for later in the night. I, I like that. I like the touch. I like how the announcers were explaining who he is to everybody. And I should say, I like how they went back to the shot of the announcers, the wide shot, when they're standing together. It makes the show feel bigger. And, and I think somebody recommended Tony do that on Twitter not too long ago. And Tony listened and he even um, gave a shout out to that guy tonight on Twitter. So it's pretty cool when Tony listens to the fans on little things like that, lighting other features. Yeah, we all know that uh, Tony Khan's a huge KOP fan, too. <laughs> Why is that, Paul? Oh, I don't know. We've said things on here, and they've ended up <laughs> being what he does. So I'm just going with he's a KOP fan. All right. Fair, good, fair enough. I won't argue. Uh, backstage, we saw Jericho claim all out. It's a nightmare match for one. And he says Owen and Stu Hart might appreciate Brian Danielson's skills a little more, but they'd be impressed by him and how much he's changed the game and the accolades he's picked up. Daniel Garcia then shows up and apologizes, pledges his loyalty to the JAS. Says Jericho just needs to be himself and get the job done. Jericho says he'll be lying hard on Sunday, but until then, he warns Brian to watch his back. It's going to be Lionheart versus the American Dragon. And speaking of the American Dragon, we saw him take on Jake Hager. Everybody's favorite, Jake Hager. Okay, maybe that's just in JR's world. Um, we know he's your favorite. Right not really. There, right up there with Marco Stunt. <laughs> I will say one thing I like about Hager, and we didn't get to see it tonight, I like his theme music. I think he's got a really good theme, and we didn't get to hear it tonight because, of course, they had to play uh, Jericho's, which which is okay. But, but we don't get to hear it. Enough. It's a very underrated theme. Um, no surprise here. We see Danielson pick up the win after a little bit of a back and forth match. Um, he uh, what did he win with? He won with the uh, running knee, of course. Then after the match, two hit the ring, start attacking Danielson. But Claudio and Wheeler Yuta came up and leveled up the playing field. And then uh, Jericho slid into the ring, was going to hit Danielson with a chair. But Garcia pulled it away from him, and while they were arguing, allowed Danielson to come in with another flying knee, leaving Jericho laid out to going into Sunday. Did anybody notice how stiff those forearms slash elbows were to a guy that has 47 concussions? Yep. Yeah. And, like, I think the first one he threw, and I think he caught himself because he kind of, like, sold it to the crowd. I'm like, okay, he realized he caught him a little too stiff there. And then he gave him, like, three more. I know. Like, At least Danielson laid in some kicks to him, some pretty stiff kicks. but he, he, Which is fine, but, you know, just with Danielson's history. history yeah. Like, that first one was like, wow. I think I, I, if I could rewind the show, and I, I should have done it, I was I was a little late tonight, so I was fast-forwarding through some DVR. If I, could, if I had time, I'd rewind. I wanted to look at the ref's reaction. Because if I remember correctly, you know, usually they like to sell it with their arms or whatever. I think this guy sold it with his eyes. Like, he's like, oh, shoot, that was a little bit too stiff. Yeah. But other than that, we figured out how the match was going to go. And it was interesting because, like you said, Hager was stiff with some of his body shots and head shots. But when he went to the table spot, that was one of the ugliest looking table spots I've seen in a while because he went so slow on it. He, he did, and if you notice, he... He got Danielson's lower back slash butt into the table and mm. drove himself through it to break it. Right. So, so on anything shoulders and above, Danielson obviously didn't take it. Which is, I mean, he probably did, you know, the safer way out of precaution, but still, um, just didn't look didn't look the best. But right. 
safety first, I guess. Safety yeah. first. But uh, what do you guys think about Garcia's involvement in the story? Oh, I thought it was perfect. Um, I knew once Jericho ran down there with the chair, I knew he was going to come out there. He missed grabbing the chair at first if you caught it. So a little out of reach for him. Yeah. Um, but I, I figured this is kind of how it was going to go, is he was going to get involved. Danielson was going to come out on top between the two of them tonight. And Garcia would be mm-hmm. standing there like, oh, crap, what did I do? And that's exactly what we got. And it was perfect. I saw a good Twitter poll this week that said, you're starting your own promotion can pick one of these two guys for the next 10 years to lead your company. Who are you picking, Daniel Garcia or Ricky Starks? Ooh, ooh. Garcia. Yeah, I got to go Garcia. I voted Starks, so mm. I like them both. Um, I just think Starks has a little more charisma. That's why this is going to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. Very well could. I, I really I, I see a turn coming in Garcia. Um, not necessarily joining Blackpool, but I see a turn coming, um, and we're going to get a match next week in Dynamite with Yuta and Garcia one more time. And I have a feeling Jericho's faction is going to come and turn on him, and then Yuta's going to stick up for him. Yada yada yada. We're going to get those two. I don't see them in a place in in AEW as a tag team, which I think we'll get some tag matches. God, can you see them as a junior uh, All Japan tag team like where, where the yeah. Bucks started? Uh, stuff like that. I mean, those guys could be just killing it. It's almost too perfect of a team. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, then we got the wingman in the ring. I'm like, why are these guys on my TV? Some of these guys haven't been on TV in God knows how long. Wingman Wednesday. And well, then we I saw. Like, I'm sorry to interrupt. I feel like Paul's a Peter Avalon fan. Oh, I think he is. Yes. No. <laughs> JD Drake. No. Oh, Ryan Nemeth, big time no. Ryan Nemeth guy. God, I skip his bits on BTE. I do too. I do too. I do too. I can't stand the Hollywood hunk stuff. It's not for me. The only but, thing Peter Avalon's ever done that was halfway decent was the start of the librarian. The very start. Yes. And then after that it was Yeah, you got about three months in and it was just crap. Yeah. Well he he against Cutler was kind of fun because they were both so well lousy. That was kind of yeah. fun, but we then saw some music. I'm like, who's this? Then William Morrissey comes back to AEW. We've seen him do one match. Um that was against uh who was he against in that open challenge? It was against Wardlow, wasn't it? Yep, it was. MJ uh, went was, for MJF was doing he was the a stipulations man against Wardlow. So we see him just dominate all four members of the Wingman. Then Stokely Hathaway, Shep's favorite, comes down, gives him the business card on the way up. Tony Schiavone asks what the card's all about. Stokely says none of his business. And Schiavone says it is his business because TV show. And he grabs Schiavone, pushing him all the way. Uh, and then uh, Morrissey comes in, Shafani kind of backs off, so they head to the back. So kind of a random segment, and I'm interested to see if Morrissey's going to be all elite or what's going on there. I uh, made a comment about his contract being open-ended, I think they said that on commentary. Um, so, okay, I, you know, obviously Impact and AEW does play well together. Um, and he's not uh, with Impact anymore either. This and and this is maybe the only time I like Stokely. I kind of like the aggression out of it. 
Yeah, he got some points. Well, I, I'm just interested to see where his team's going. I mean, now we've seen him give cards to um, uh, Ethan Page, the Ass Boys, Morrissey, um, Lee Moriarty. I hope I'm not forgetting anybody else, but he's getting a little stable there. So I'm, I'm just wondering what's going on and when are we going to see all these guys on TV because we really haven't seen any of them besides the Ass Boys lately. So They're going to yeah. take on the wingmen. I just the wingman can go back to dark and dark elevation and then and rampage and that. So uh, backstage we see Will Osprey um, uh, about to be interviewed by Alex Marvez, but then Don Callis arrives, praises Osprey's recent work, doesn't think he's the next Kenny Omega though. He's the first Will Osprey in the night. Will be the most exciting match since the last tag bout they shared where Omega hit him with a one wing angel. Yeah, we got Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega in the ring together on free TV tonight. I know. Mark it up as a win. Mm-hmm. Did not disappoint. We then got a little preview of Sunday with the women's action. As Paul said, it came on at 8.37, not 9.30 this week. I think we can thank Kenny Omega for that. Yeah. Uh, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm and Hakira Shida. I wasn't surprised that Shida and Tony Storm got the win, but I was surprised in how it happened. That they had a sheet of nail, a huge knee to Britt Baker's face and get the one, two, three on Britt. I thought Jamie Hayter would take the pinfall in this match. Mm, uh, I, I have some comments as you guys make predictions, but uh, I think it was the right choice. The two veterans in the match. Now, WWE storytelling would say that then Britt or Jamie Hayter is walking away as the new champ. This isn't WWE, though. That's true. It's not. In the, the last minute, maybe even 45 seconds of the match, uh, confirmed my pick. Let's put it that way. All right. all right. It was a good women's match. I mean, all four ladies can go, so you knew it was going to be a good one tonight. But uh, that was all we saw from the women tonight. No backstage. I know they're going to have some rampage. Um, interaction between uh, Jade and Athena, but no backs. I mean, when's the last time we've seen Jade on Dynamite? Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Been only two weeks. Two it seems weeks. like forever ago. Them and the baddies. It seems like forever ago, but I don't know. I just still grab my two-hour show, and they can't fit in two women's matches. I mean, they could always have a squash of some sort, but teach their own. Mm-hmm. Then we got. Uh, a video package with Miro, Darby Allen, and Steen discussing, discussing the House of Black. Darby claims that Buddy Matthews and Brody King don't need Malachi Black, and they tease for Sunday's match. Sting. I, I mean, <laughs> what a weird promo from Sting. It, it reminded me a lot of um, early Sting stuff. Um Black and white stand, of course. This is a trios match Sunday, right? It's not just Darby and and Miro against. Because I I heard today on um on listing your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross Sapp that Malachi's a little banged up. It, it was listed as a trios. Match. Okay, okay. So, but a really good podcast this week with um DDP and Jake to Snake's podcast. Uh, Jake couldn't be on this week, but DDP had uh, Darby Allen. Really good guest. Darby's pretty entertaining to listen to and had a lot of good insight stories about Sting and his relationship so far. So pretty good. I'll have to go check that out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's worth the time. It's a pretty good one. 
Um, but that'll be a fun trios match. I, I, I kind of figured last week when we were talking ball, I thought either Ma- Miro against Malachi or they were going to go in the trios direction. Yeah. So, Which is why I had to text you and say, hey, good call, because yeah. you, you kind of called that. I was hoping we wouldn't get it, but eh, here we are. I still would rather have just Miro against Malachi, but maybe we get there down the road when he's a little healthier. Maybe this was yeah. kind of a pivot. So. Yep. We then hear cold of personality hit, crowd goes nuts, Punk comes out, um, talks about his foot, saying he's fully cleared, foot's 100%, but it's a different 100%, saying that he's admitting that uh, um, he did call out a fat guy in the crowd, saying he has more screws in his foot than the fat guy has been screwed, and <laughs> then he admits he probably shouldn't have said that, that was pretty good. Um you know, he talks about, he questions if he has love for it anymore. You know, he talks about letting the fans down, letting his sister down who's in the front row. Then Ace Steel comes, makes his way down the ring, fires up Punk, um, explains he's Coach Punk, says Punk's always fought from underneath, says they're not just friends, they're family, he's not letting Punk leave now. Then he slaps Punk, drops an F-bomb, tells him to get up, sign the contract and fight John Moxley this Sunday. Steel gives him pen and paper and tells Chicago to remind him who he is. Then, hug, then Punk hugs Steel, and before uh, and Punk says before he was CM Punk, he was a punk kid from Chicago, and they've been trying to kill him from the day he was born, and they've he hasn't found anybody who can do so, and John Moxley certainly isn't it. He then goes up into the fans, says they have different uh, kids, but they have the same heartbeat, tells Moxley that all out he can't break his bones or drink his blood because they are Chicago, pulls out the pen, signs pen to paper, we're getting uh, John Moxley, CM Punk two for the uh, main event on Sunday. Okay, I-, I love this segment, but one thing I gotta ask is, uh, Chicago, are you okay? Who? Anybody else catch the mom pulling her newborn child back as yes. Punk was running through? Seriously, you don't take a child that young to a wrestling show. Well, they were they were hoisting the baby up as he's walking through the crowd, like on the way up, and then on the way back down. I'm like. That kid can't be a couple months old, right? Oh, no. right. It was uh, kind of like a looked like Simba, you know, and 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 I saw a lot of people on Twitter freaking out about that, having some anxiety. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty messed up. Yeah, child services. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Like I said, Chicago, are you okay? Hey, uh, Chicago let the Gallagher's and Seamus live there, so that's true. <laughs> that's very true. That's some Frank would do. Um, FTR and Wardlow, we get them in trios action. Uh, both FTR and Wardlow all got but big pops. Uh, they uh, squash Silas Young, Ren Jones, and Vic Capri, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Good to see Silas on TV, but he only got about one punch in. I like Silas. I like Silas and, and Ring of Honor. Um, I thought it was great. I thought that the real last man gimmick was good for him. Um, he did really good in Ring of Honor, so... Maybe, yep. we'll, maybe we'll see him down there a little more. And before this trio's match, um, JR did a uh, pre-tape interview with Jungle Boy and Christian Cage. I love when JR does this stuff. I think this is what they need a JR to do, more of this stuff and not commentary, but they're going to let him run out of his contract first, I'm sure. Um, Christian Cage was saying he's professional and he agreed to know physicality between the two. Um, said Jack will learn he's not in his league. 
Jungle Boy says he cared about Christian a lot, and their relationship had felt similar. Uh, he loved Christian, but he knows uh, this is the real him all along. Cage said he's here to make money, and he's here for himself. Uh, Jungle Boy says his father taught him how to be a man, and this Sunday he won't be fighting Jungle Boy. He'll be fighting Jack Perry, which I kind of pop for because I'm like, I'm ready for him to be just Jack Perry. I agree. I, yeah. I, I saw that, and I'm like, I heard that, and I'm like, okay. I can get rid of the Jungle Boy gimmick. Yep. And and go with this Jack Perry. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, he can keep the hair. That's no big deal, but I, I agree. He's Let's, approved uh, so much on the mic within the last year and everything. It just seems like yep. he's matured even more. He's just ready for it. I mean, you know, like the, the, the fans have already got his back. They're not going anywhere. Exactly. The Jungle Boy gimmick fit when he came in because he was terrible on the mic. He couldn't cut a promo. So it kind of worked like he was just this weird kid they picked out of the jungle. Right. But now I, I think it's time. Like you guys said, it's it's Jack Berry time. We haven't seen Luchasaurus on TV in a couple weeks. so Because uh, he got in trouble. Oh, oh, yeah, he, and he headbutted Pat Buck backstage. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I forgot about that. But I think he'll get involved on Sunday. Because mm-hmm. we still haven't seen him put his hands on Christian Cage at all. No. Nope. Nope. So. And he hasn't, you know, hugged or put Jungle Boy on his shoulders either. So It's true. It's true. We didn't see Moxley come back. I'm like, oh, are we doing this again where he's on TV like three times in the episode like he was two weeks ago? But uh, he said if Chicago, if that's what uh, their boy wants, that's what he's got to get. If Punks wants to go out um, on the shield in front of the fans, then he owes Chicago that match. Moxley confirms it's happening on Sunday. He says if Punk uh, thinks he has another miracle, he needs to find it fast because he's trying to take his head off. Moxley is going to showcase a display of violence that Punk has never experienced. He will show Punk what a true champion and legend being made right before his eyes looks like. Then he was going to say something else, and they hit his music, and it looked like he was a little pissed off because he threw that mic. I'm like, well, that's one way how he can break a mic. Yeah. Um, I kind of like this promo for one aspect of it because everybody, uh, Roman Reigns just hit the two-year mark like today or yesterday for being champion and he referenced the shield because he paused after he said the shield and it's kind of like you know he was trying to take a stab at wwe like everybody else does and it it didn't hit with the fans in the way i think he thought it was going to but it was still a nice little jab and uh, what what i Saul was, I think he was trying to be done with the promo, then didn't get what he wanted, so he was going to say something else, and then they hit the music, and then he kind of got a little tech that he couldn't get whatever he wanted in. So. I, I thought it was a nice little touch him chucking the mic halfway up the ramp. This is Mox being Mox. Yeah. Takes a strap, throws it over his shoulder backwards, I think it was, and just walks out. So. Yep. Yep. We then get Shivani backstage with the Dark Order. They revealed that Tin's out of action with an injury, which saw that coming after Rampage on Friday. Uh, Evil Uno's going to be taking a spa, but Andrade Elito appears and asks Uno what happened as he used to have power. He's thinking about giving Tin a contract, um, but Uno says they're Dark Order forever, and that leads Andrade to attacking him with a crutch. And then there was a taser involved. Did, did uh, Jose tase Tin? Because he like just sit down. It was really weird. Tin didn't sell it. Yeah, it was really weird. You <laughs> he heard, he heard it, and he just—he kind of like slumped over, and like, yeah. that's 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 not the way that works. No, no. Um, I was confused. I understand the reason this segment happened because we got to get Hangman in there, right? Mm-hmm. 
but it was so odd. I thought it was it was kind of just corny. I mean, Uno was off TV last week because he was involved with AEW games. They could have just kept him off TV for one more week, and I don't, I don't know. Said I don't know what you do. You say something about him, but but to have home quarantine in out of nowhere to get involved with the Dark Order, I don't, I don't know. I I mean, I get it. I understand why they did it. And obviously, Andrade needed something to do this week. So they they, they put Andrade in some really weird spots. And Andrade was the perfect one to do it because everybody he's brought into his new faction, he takes their mask off. So yeah. obviously, you go after ten. Um, That's a good point, Paul. Yeah. The thing is, Uno needs to stop saying we are Dark Order forever. He said that they lost. Um, oh, I can't even. Anna J. Uh, he said it. They lost. Um, um, yeah, Alan Angels. There we go. Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana. I mean, they just keep losing everybody every time he says we are Dark Order forever. So quit mm-hmm. saying it. Because mm-hmm. I mean, now it's like I'm expecting Ten to just show up with Andrade now at some point. Maybe we will have to see. We then, if you like high, if you like high flying action, this next match was for you: Dante Martin, Ray Phoenix, Roosh, and Wheeler Yuta. A lot of uh, high-flying action, like I said. I mean, Ray Phoenix, I don't know what to say about the guy that hasn't already been said. The guy's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Dante Martin's fun to watch. Roosh is fun. And Yuta might be the most improved guy in the last year in the company. Uh, Yuta ends up getting the win after yeah. uh, catching uh, Dante Martin with a seatbelt pinfall. Yeah, that kind of that surprised me. Rush. Hmm? Felt like it was rushed a little bit. Yeah, it was kind of a, I mean, just a lot of action, but it wasn't real smooth. I was kind of surprised you got the win, but I have no problem with it. And then Sunday, yeah. he's going to be in the casino ladder match with he, Rouge, um, Penta, Phoenix, Phoenix, Andrade, Dante Martin, and, and Joker. Claudio. And, 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 and Joker. Joker, yeah. yeah. So, a lot of guys there. We then see Johnny Hungy, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds backstage. They're happy to take on. Uh, they said they'd be happy to take on three guys, just as the two of them. If they need to, but Hangman Adam Page appears. Says if they need a partner, he's happy to do it. So Hangman and uh, Reynolds and Silver versus Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends Rampage Friday. Spoiler alert: and Dark Order is going to win that one. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious to see if they're going to tag or dress the way they did the last time they tagged where Silvers and Reynolds will come out with the hangman gimmick. They could. They could. So it's... uh, Silver's hilarious. Yeah, he is. He's so darn entertaining. And I know it's just corny, dumb stuff, but... It comes to him so naturally. I mean, mean, who else could get over... uh, Who else could get over Johnny Hungy? (laughs) He's got a couple different little things from... uh, uh, from the uh, BT, BT, and they just stick, and he just goes with them. Yep. We then got the main event: Will Osprey and Aussie Open versus Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks in the trios tournament semifinal. Like I said earlier, we got Will Osprey and Kenny Omega in the same ring on free television. And like Austin uh, texts our group text earlier, Will is freaking, 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 freaking good. Mm-hmm. Like, stupid. I, I didn't want to upset the Warner Corporation by saying the other F word. Yep. Yeah, we already got that on TV. Today. We'll, we'll leave that to A-Steel this week. 
Yeah, I didn't want to be that guy. Which I was, it was funny because I'm watching the show with my girlfriend and they dropped out. I'm like, they just dropped an F-bomb on, on TV. They can't do it on cable. She's like, why not? They do that on cable all the time. I'm like, no, cable is differently, different than HBO. <laughs> it's a little different. It's kind of like the PG-13 movies. You get one F-bomb. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, What stood out, the first spot was the back twist somersault from Osprey. The air and hang time that dude got was stupid. Yeah, uh, he... he he makes some difficult acrobatic things look so smooth and easy. I, I just don't know how he does it. And, and the counters he had against Omega. Oh, he and Omega have Sigma. That just, I mean, their chemistry is unbelievable, which you knew it was going to be. I mean, they've been beefing on Twitter and on different interviews and podcasts for months when Kenny was in rehab, so he knew it was coming. I, I, I want a singles match between these guys. I don't care if it's Grand Slam. I don't care if it's full gear. I want it to happen before the end of the year. We'll, we'll, we'll get it, but what are the uh... – uh, the intro of Omega, everything trumped Offspring tonight, which I thought was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. Laugh, mm-hmm. you know, and and just before we kind of get into that, is it me or did Omega tone down his hands tonight when he hit the ropes? No, I thought I thought he toned it down a little bit. His it's always been a criticism, you know, that Cornette calls him jazz hand. Okay, but I, I started watching him when he hit, and he, and he did it last week. When he hit the ropes, his hands were all over the place. Mm-hmm. Very theatrical. Mm-hmm. I it didn't look that way. He looked almost down to business tonight. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna make a statement. Um, and and I thought he looked better. Not that I looked bad uh, in his debut um, two weeks ago, but I thought he was better tonight. Yeah. Saw Osprey take uh, Kenny's shirt off and reveal the whole shoulder tape and everything. Um, like Austin said, I think Kenny missed a spray tan. A little late. He was getting the taped up, and then the other children, you could tell he had a, a cup or the cupping or whatever they do, um, where they bring the blood to the surface or whatever. He, he had three or four marks there. So he's still obviously taking treatment on that shoulder. shoulder. Yep. Yep. We, towards the end of the match, we saw Omega hit a heck of a V-trigger on Osprey, and then um, the Bucks had a super kick. On, uh, I think it was on Davis, and then they all three hit a super click kick on Fletcher. I might have got those two confused. I don't remember which one's which. And then the match ended with Kenny nailing the V trigger and the one wing angel on Fletcher for the win. So there was, I mean, this result was never in doubt, but still a very fun match. Got a lot of time. It was a great match. Yeah. Yep. Trios matches are, I feel like they're hard to have a traditional match. Being there's there's six guys and they're all over the place, but I thought this one was very very well done. The first part when they're kind of all over the place up on the uh, ramp and everything, I'm like, okay, we're not gonna have any rules. There's no countouts or whatever. But then they kind of kind of brought it back in and, and and did everything around the ring, and it was it was very very well done. It was very entertaining. Um, yeah. It, I, I kind of knew the the outcome going into this, knowing what it, what it had on the line. But man, can we get more more Osprey? Can we get more? Yeah, Meltzer gave Aussie Open and against um, Death Triangle five stars last week. Yeah, so I'm sure he's gonna give tonight's at least four and a half, if not five. Tonight he was going to give him seventeen. <laughs> let's, let's be honest, it's, it's Omega and then Osprey. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So. I mean, 
Omega comes down the ramp, it's six stars. <laughs> I like Meltzer. I mean, his inside of the business is great, but his ratings. Uh, he's, he's, he just likes to throw out stars now because he knows he knows it it, it, it stirs up controversy on, on the um, IWC. So. so what were your guys' uh, ratings for the show tonight? Go ahead, Paul. Oh, all right. Um well, I enjoyed this for a go-home show. There was a lot of action, a lot of great matches. And we got Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay in the same ring on free television. I'm getting it an 8.5. Oh! Ooh. Uh, yes, we got the, that pre-main event. And that the, the match before I thought was a little rushed. Hmm. Um, I did like the mocks and punk back and forth. I did enjoy the uh, Danielson and Hagar match. Women's match was pretty good, and and I'm I'm on a good scale here. And I was I had my number wrote down before you said eight five, but I must stick to it. Uh, again, great solid show, great going show. Seven point eight. All right, I'm going right below you at seven six. Um, really liked it. Good show. It went by fast. Um, set up a lot. I thought there was some kind of. I don't know the the whole Dark Order segment, how they got Eva Luna out of there, and uh, I don't know the Morrissey thing. I mean, just kind of weird on the Go Home Show. Just throw that in there. Um, I mean, I have no problem with the guy, but that was kind of weird. I mean, I'm I'm waiting for this payoff with Stokely Hathaway and the this faction. But uh, all the in ring work was pretty good. I thought the um, four way match between all the high flyers that was in a kind of a tough spot. Um, after a heck of a promo before the main event that everybody's looking for. so, But all in all, pretty good go-home show. How about the wrestler tonight? Well, right. Done. <laughs> Sorry, Paul, I beat you to it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, he's going to let me go first again. Okay, fine. I'll go Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah. I'll go Wheeler Eda. Right. Even though I was saying that match was in a tough spot, he kind of had the one win tonight I wasn't expecting. So, All right, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. All right, Paul, let you uh, take over for the rest of the show now. All right, so it is time to uh, mediate the uh, predictions sort, uh, segment of our show for the uh, KOP Predictions champion. Challenger Tanner Lee will be taking on champion Austin Shepard. And, uh, well, we're going to get right into it. We've got 14 matches to predict. So your confidence <laughs> points 14 are matches. 14. God. Now, 11 of them are on the show. Three of them are pre-show. Right. So, so. Which we usually don't do pre-show, but since we know them ahead of time, we'll do it. And they're good matches. How they are good. I want to predict these. So, all right. Uh, let's get into it. First match. Tamaharo Ashia versus Eddie Kingston. Yeah, this is the second time these guys have went at it. Um, I think I think Eddie got the best of them the first time. I'm, I could be mistaken. Um, I was really looking forward to Eddie against Sammy. Of course, backstage politics and some feuding, which it sounds like they made up this week. So hopefully maybe we'll get that down the line because I think they both know they can make some money in that feud, especially now that that's public knowledge. But uh, I'm going Kingston for four. I'm going Kingston for six. Okay. All right. Uh, trying to keep up with you guys here. As I How about you, Paul? I know you're not in the, in the points, but you can give your winners. I, I'm going Eddie Kingston on this one as well. Um, I, I'm not giving any prediction points. I'm just going to p- pick winners here. That's fair. 
let's stick to the uh, pre-show here, and let's do the AEW All-Atlantic Championship Pack versus Kip Sabian. Tanner, you went first last time. Shep, have at it. Um, short feud. Build. They've been building it on kind of on the indies as, as Pac has been uh, defending his title. Um, kind of like the gimmick of Sabian. Uh, at first, he, I thought he was just some random fan. Um, and I remember texting you guys about it, but I liked it. Short build. Um, Pac doesn't lose it on the first uh, defense. I got Pac for 12. I'm right there with you. I got packed for 13. Wow. I just, I short feud, and you're not going to take him off the title off him when he just won it at, uh, at um, Forbidden yeah. Door. Forbidden Door, yeah. yeah. In Chicago. Mm-hmm. In Chicago, yeah. Uh, all right, sticking with the pre-show, the FTW Championship. Hook versus Cool Hand Angelo Parker. Tanner, have at it. Hook for 14. Oh. He ain't losing the title. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Hook for 14. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's thrown together. I was even thinking today. I'm like, are they going to have the FTW title on there? But it is still weird to me. You have the FTW title, but you're not having the TNT title. You're having TNT champion on the pay-per-view, but he's not defending the title. Still weird to me, but is what it is. The only thing I look forward to this part is, is uh, with Cool Hand, hopefully we get a 10-minute match. Let's, let's, yeah, give him some time. Yeah, let's work hook a little bit. Let's let's see. Let's let the kid perform. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna bury Cool Hand at all. Uh, I think he's gonna lose, obviously, but I don't think they're gonna just do a squash. No, I mean the, he and Daddy Magic just signed extensions, so I mean they think highly of him. But you know, Hook Hook moves too much merch to take this title off him right now. And in in Cool Hand, and all respect um, to him, but I. He's not be the one to give Hook his first loss. No, no. Daddy, Daddy Magic is way more entertaining than cool he man. is. He is, yeah. and he's he's a little banged up. That's why we haven't seen him in in reaction. Well, so. Obviously, it's his jaw for how he chews that damn bubble. <laughs> <laughs> a little taste. I'm not even gonna he's he's just, just getting a taste of the gum. Yeah. Uh huh. All right. Let's move to the main card here, and I'm not saying these are how these matches are going to sure. come out on the card. Uh, but this is how I have them listed, and this is how we're going to go. We'll start with the AEW World Trios Championship, the Elite versus To Be Determined, a.k.a. the Dark Order. Uh, Shep, you go first. Uh, and I have the title match, which I put towards the bottom, but uh, the Elite for three. I got the Elite, the, the Elite for ten. Ooh. I think these are made for them. I mean, I could, I could see though uh, storyline purposes. You know, the Dark Order get their moment, and then but I, I think I think we get something there with Hangman the Elite though. We we get something there with Hangman the Elite. I I, I think the Elite go over, um, but the only thing is, is Hangman comes in and ruins their moment and. Breaks up, you know. I thought we were going to be friends again. Yeah, like I said, I still think they go over though. Yeah. All right. Uh, up next, we'll go with another six-man tag match: Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. 
Yeah, well, Shep, we didn't get your thoughts on the machine guns last week. What do you think about that? I like it, obviously. I think it sets up a, a future match. Um, I'm glad we got them ex- instead of... Oh, God. So Sotnam and Sanjay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, at first, I thought that's what we are going to get. but So now I think we're going to have a really good match. I got Warlord and FTR for nine. I got Warlow and FTR for 12. So, I mean, I, I do think it's going to be a fun match, though. I'm really more intrigued than I was two weeks ago for it, but you can't have the hottest tag team in the world and a guy who was one of the most white-hot until the MGF full scenario had double or nothing kind of cooled him off, unfortunately, the outcome after that. But you can't have these guys lose. No. Now, now what's the... Uh, what's the chances of if MJF shows up I know that we're getting off track I like to get down rabbit holes if MJF shows up does he interfere with Punk Moxley or does he interfere with Warlord and FTR I think he, inter- I think he interferes in the main event if, if we see him at all you don't think he's going to come back and try to get revenge against Warlord I don't I, I still am sticking to my prediction that it's uh, Grand Slam on the 21st in New York. I could be way wrong. But it was interesting. Warlow, little uh, interview this week. He He's not happy yeah, he, about all that. He felt like something was taken away from him. Which he should. I mean, I mean, yeah. that was his oh, night. Absolutely. I mean, it sucks if you go to the building not knowing if you're even going to wrestle in that match or not. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, up next, we've got a uh, four-way match for the AEW Women's Interim World Championship. Uh, we will see Tony Hate or Tony Storm versus Dr. Britt Baker versus Jamie Hader versus Akira Shida. Tanner, you go first. I got Tony Storm for three. I think she was. It was kind of reported she was supposed to take the title off Thunder Rosa. So it would be interesting. Maybe they don't go that direction since it's been reported now and it's public knowledge. But I still think they stick to that plan and we get her and Thunder down the line. I have Tony Storm for eight. This is going to be an interesting setup for you guys. Usually when Shep's uh, going for the title or defending it, it's the women's match that makes it or breaks it. So Yeah, yeah. Um, I am uh, going to say my one prediction here. I'm actually going to go off the wall, and this is why I'm not challenging. Uh, I'm going to go with Jamie Hayter. I think even if – I'm not saying she's going to win, but I'm going with Jamie Hayter turning on Britt Baker because uh, okay. Britt's going to want Jamie to help her win the belt – and Jamie's going to have a chance to get the victory. Britt's going to throw her out of the way, go for the pin, and there's where that feud's going to start. I like that. I like that, too. I think I would, if, if it can't be Tony Storm walking away with the gold, I hope it is Jamie Hayter. No offense to Kirishita or Britt Baker, but they both had their time already. So mm-hmm. throw it on somebody else. Yep. Uh, up next is the uh, casino ladder match. Claudio versus Wheeler Yuta versus Penta versus Ray Phoenix versus Roosh versus Andrade El Idolo versus Dante Martin versus the Joker. I got a couple different ways I want to do this first. Tanner, so. got to go first. Okay, yeah, let's do this, too. Well, I'm uh, hoping history repeats itself because every time they have a Joker, the Joker wins. I'm going the Joker for one point. Now, um, okay, Shep, go ahead. I'm going for Roosh for .01 points. <laughs> No, I got Roosh for one point. Roosh, okay. I, I think 
which which contradicts my pick for the championship match. But I feel that whoever retains or wins AEW championship, I feel Roosh could fall right into a match with either one of those guys coming off of an ROH heavyweight championship for a while. Um, I, I feel like Claudio, he's, he's, he's busy right now. And whether Mox retains, we're not going to get a Mox versus Claudio match. Um, Claudio versus Punk just doesn't fit yet because there's, there's no heat there. So Roosh for one point. All right. Now, follow up to this, because Tanner, you and I always love doing this. Tanner, who's your Joker pick? Well, I know a lot of people want me to say MGF, but I'm not doing that. I would be disappointed if it was MGF. If this is how you bring it back, it was it's going to get a big pop, and I just don't think. So it's usually somebody who debu- who's debuting, but I'm going with somebody who I think is going to be returning from injury, Samoa Joe. I saw a lot of Samoa Joe. A lot of Samoa stuff. He's done filming, um, oh, what was that darn video game with the cars? It was a PlayStation 1. It was real popular. Death Metal? Oh, Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal, yeah. He just, um, he got done recording some stuff or or filming that or something. Twisted Metal, yeah. All right. Uh, Shep, who's your pick for the Joker? Oh, God. Johnny Gargano. Ooh. No. I was going to say, he already showed up on WWE. I know. Um, yeah. I, there's there's nobody really floating around right now. No. So I, I, I agree with Tanner. I think it's going to be a return. Um, the, o- the only thing after seeing tonight, and, and nothing against the guy, I hope it's not Morrissey. I know. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think He of. could throw Guevara in there, I guess. Well, Guevara has absolutely nothing on the plate. Not now. No. And he had a hell of a he's a hell of a ladder match guy. I mean that match with Cody might be like oh. top three favorite ladder matches of all time. And there's yep. badass ladder matches. So maybe they give they throw him a bone and, and get him get him in the show and get him on television, but yeah, I don't know. The the Joker's been kinda there's no really hot free agents right now. Uh well, we talked about the, the Good Brothers, but that's a tag team, so there's nothing there. No. Nope. And Cole's not going to come back for this match. I mean, he's banged up. O'Reilly's banged up. They're not going to be in yeah. those. So. Yeah. And, uh, and for one time, the the, the uh, appearance of the Joker is kind of blah. Mm-hmm. Unless Tony's got something off his sleeve, which he was acting like I'm busted open today. So maybe he's got – I just can't think of anybody, though. So. Well, I mean, give me, give, me, give me a new – give me Okada. Kata or Abushi or something. Yeah, I mean Tanahashi. Yeah, give me give me one of those guys, and then give me Punk or or Mox versus those. Like I can I can see that. That's Jay White. Gonna, yeah, Jay White. That's gonna sell some. some yeah. Seats. Yeah. Yeah. So um, baby yeah, Roosh. I, I, <laughs> I know we keep bringing this guy up a lot, so nobody believes it could be Wyndham. No, no. I think I think he's heading back to WWE. Yeah, I, I agree. That's why I was asking. So. Sure. Just sure. don't want to be Braun Strowman. 
Uh, I don't think it will be. I don't think no, after his remarks be. about AEW a week or two ago, I don't ever see it happening. But. A week or two ago, try like for you know since he got released from uh, WWE, he made a new new remark that Troy and Avery got to be around longer than AEW. So. Now, now here's a complete wild card coming out of left field, 500 yards away. Um, he's an athlete. He could put on a really good ladder match. He just had a hell of a match with Nick Aldis, Flip Gordon. I'd be okay with Flip. I mean, remember, remember the original out when Flip, Flip, you know, wasn't booked. Mm-hmm. Book Flip, book Flip, book Flip. There you go. Mm-hmm. And we've only got one member missing from the elite, but we'll that's never, never happening. Never ever. Although happening. he is wrestling in America again, so that's I, that's some good news for him. For him, he, he is. You notice, he notice, he trains every week with Shinsuke Riddle, and. Mm-hmm. They, they train every week together. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I, that's more of a trend I keep noticing about Riddle and Shinkate uh, as opposed to stuff. But anyways. Yep. All right. Uh, let's move to a singles match. Brian Danielson versus Jericho. Champion, go first. American Dragon, 11. Okay. Okay. I got Jericho for two. So there's there's our big difference. That's the first one we haven't agreed upon. Yep. I, I just feel like I don't know how Garcia's going to get involved exactly, but I feel like Jericho wins, and that's going to set up Jericho and Garcia somehow. Okay. We don't know how, but I think we get that more so than Garcia Danielson. All right. Uh, let's move on to a match that, I said wasn't going to happen at All Out, so I stand corrected, and that is the AEW World Tag Team Championship match. Swerve in our glory defends against the acclaimed. Tanner? I have Swerve in our glory for seven. I'm for four. I, I mean, I like the acclaimed. I think I think the whole crowd loves the acclaimed, but it's too early to take them off Swerve and Keith. You don't want to play hot potato with these tag titles too much. Yeah. You don't you, – you don't want to play him too much just because at some point we're going to put him on FDR. Right. And you're going to make it a big moment. Like, right. like I can almost see, I can almost see FTR going and getting the impact titles first. And then just building up that the AEW titles are the uh, pinnacle. No, no pun intended. Nice. Uh, full pun intended. <laughs> okay. Maybe a little bit. But, like, the mountaintop, like, this is the championship. We got everything else below it, and now we got these. And that's how they're going to cap off their run. I like that. So, yeah, I'm good with that. Uh, Moving on to a singles match, um, Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Christian Cage. Shepard? Jungle Boy 10. I'm glad he did that because I wasn't liking my pick. Jungle Boy eight. I, I don't. I don't know. The more I thought about it earlier, I'm talking about Luchasaurus. I'm like, Christian's got to find a way to win this, and if he's going to go a little longer, isn't it? I I think it's time to put him over. He needs a big win. He does. So this is this might be my favorite of all the matches on the card. This might be my favorite feud. I think they've done a really good job with building this one up compared to a lot of the other matches. They've got very personal with it, which I enjoy. Um, it, it pulls you in, gives you the real life aspect of it. Um, but 
I think I, I, I almost I think Christian's on his way out, downside of his career. No, no, no offense to him. Sure. And he has worked what about a year, a year and a half to build Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now it's the culmination of his work. He's going to put him over and and push him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now a follow up question, just for fun since he uh, said he's facing Jack Perry instead of Jungle Boy will he have new music I don't think he does but he should I hope he does but I don't think he will I, I, you're talking Jungle Boy right Yeah. I almost think that he will have the same music just because the crowd recognizes it and they want the pop he's the face and they want the pop after he wins, and and I can see he wins, he grabs a mic, he declares himself Jack Perry. Then the following week of Dynamite, he's got music. Yep. Then he's got to start wearing like leather jackets and stuff, and not his. Good lord! Don't, it's freaking summer. Get off the turtlenecks. Don't make him not with the turtlenecks. <laughs> yeah. A little bitter on turtlenecks. Heel tactics. All right. All right. Uh, Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Tanner. Another one. I'm I'm looking forward to this one. This has been a fun build. I got I got Ricky Starks for nine, man. Push him to the moon. Ooh. I got Ricky Starks for thirteen. Oh boy. I don't I don't see him losing this one. I don't either. It would be no offense against Hobbs. No. The charisma that Ricky Starks has is stupid. Mm-hmm. They they took the FTW title off of him, and the reason they did that is to I feel like they're gonna push him up. Maybe into a, uh, a TNT title or whatever, but yes, yes, I, I feel like he's ready. Um, he's a hell of a worker, and the charisma is just—he doesn't miss on the mic. Yeah, out of the park. Yep. All right. Um, moving on to match twelve on the card: <laughs> a singles match for the AEW TBS Championship. Jade Cargill will defend against Athena Shep. Athena, seven. I have Jade for 11. I, I knew you were going Jade. I just wasn't sure yeah. how many points I, you were going to put on it. Yeah, and we, we talk about this all the time. If not Athena, who? And I'm, I'm thinking they're going to have Jade roll this undefeated out to 2023. She's going to somehow get the other big title and unify him for a little while. That's just my wild prediction. Oh. Right. I think they're going to go all in with her. No pun intended. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on to match 13. <laughs> Six-man tag match. House of Black taking on Miro, Darby Allen, and Sting. Tanner. I got uh, Miro, Darby, and Sting for six. I got House of Black for five. This was a tough one. I, I was... Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I, I just... Uh, I feel like House of Black have had some losses lately. You don't want to give them too many more losses. But Miro, you got to build him up strong. Darby's been taking some L's. Sting never takes L's. That's right. Sting's never taken a loss. So. It, it, and, I mean, if you're going to push the House of Black with, with Brody and, and, and Buddy, I, you got to put him over here. And going wrong, Sting's a legend. Mm-hmm. Love what he did in the past. Love the guy. 
Love what he's doing at 60 freaking three years old, okay? But this him and Darby with Mira just doesn't make sense to me. It just no. it doesn't jive. And I like all three of those guys. Don't get me wrong. But it makes sense to have House of Black. And see, I'm going to agree with Shep on this, surprisingly. Uh, I don't like to agree with him very often. But, uh, <laughs> I'm staying neutral here, so I can agree with him. Uh, because of the simple fact that Sting said, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So there's tension between Darby, Sting, and Miro. So I think that'll play out in the match somehow, and House of Black will come out victorious and it'll lead to Miro versus Malachi because Miro will not take the pin. Darby will take the pin or he'll get choked out by Brody King again. And Miro will say, it's not fair. I didn't lose Malachi one-on-one you and me, let's do it. You think you can see a, a turn on sting giving one little heel run here. That way we get a sting versus Darby match huh. here. Man, I, I would be intrigued just because I think the crowd would hate it. Because I, I mean, I don't know. And, and again, no offense, the guy's sixty-three years old. Yeah, he put on an in-ring match, not a, a cinematic match. Could he put on a match with Darby? Is is as crazy as Darby is? Could they even? Could they even make something work? I don't know. I'd, I'm intrigued to see it. I'm afraid Darby might kill both of them on accident. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, let me, let me guess we're going to get a coffin match on Dynamite. But anyway. Yes. Oh, there we go. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I almost feel that I could I could feel a little turn out of Sting. Maybe he gives us a, maybe he gives us a six-month heel turn, and then he just fades away. I oh, all I can think of now is that uh, Sting and Darby are going to have a throwback or a callback to Vampiro and Sting in a human inferno match. So Darby going to light himself on fire and jump off something. <laughs> Got a new spine tattoo this week. So. Yeah, I don't know, man. He, he's, he's, you know, the, the the big respect I have for Darby. He's a little guy like me, and it's pretty cool to see him uh, work in the ring like he does. But dude's a madman. All right, so uh, here's a question to the heel turn for Sting: Does he bring back the red and black? Yeah. Joker Sting. That was kind of Joker a Wolfpack thing, thing right? right? Yeah, the Wolfpack was red and black, and he went Joker Sting and TNA, which was pretty entertaining stuff when he did it was, that. It was. But, I, always said, I always said before he retires, I want the old crew cut surfer Sting comeback, but he never did it. Never no. did it. And uh, he never will. Nobody remembers that at this point, apart from, you know, older guys like us, Chef. Okay, I, I thought that was an old joke from you all of a sudden. <laughs> No, 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 no. I, I mean, Tanner, do you even remember Crewcut Sting? No, I mean, I've watched Old Highways. No, I, I remember him as Crow Sting and really? Wolfpack Sting. Oh, man. No, I don't remember Service Sting. God, I'm old. He's 92. Don't yeah. forget that. I was born in 92. I'm not 92. Thank you very much. Well, yeah, you, you know what I meant. I know what you meant. I'm, I'm clarifying it out there for Jeez. everybody listening. I might be old, but I have this guy right here. Yeah, yeah, for a couple more days. Championship. Uh, all right. Speaking of championships, it's time for match number fourteen. What will have to be the main event, right? I mean, oh yeah, it's the main. There's no doubt. It's the main yeah. event show. John Moxley defends the AEW World Championship against CM Punk. Tanner, I got CM Punk for five. Damn it! 
I got CM Punk for two. I think we get a heel turn punk in Chicago. And I'm really anxious to see how it's received. Can you, can you get a heel turn when the crowd's already for him over Mock right now? Yeah, it'll be interesting because I think in Chicago they're going to cheer no matter what, but then when they go to uh, wherever they go next week, then, then it'll get booed. Because I, I, I just, that promo, how he was talking about it and, and hyping up Chicago, I'm like, he's got a turn. You think he, he goes out of his way to make sure he wins this match where in any other town but Chicago, he'd get booed. I do, and I think, you know, if the reports are correct that Moxley was the one that wanted to do that other match on Dynamite, that tells me there's something there. I mean, there's there's a reason that he wanted to do that, and maybe he wanted to just to hold the title. And I know he didn't like the whole interim title at all, um, even, you know, shooting there. So I feel, I feel that this match goes um, after the promos, uh, even though we got 14 matches, but it's a, it's an AEW pay-per-view. It's going to go 47 hours. Um, mm-hmm. I feel that this match is going to get every bit of 40 to 50 minutes. Yeah, this isn't going to be a three-minute match again. Yeah, No, it's not. So, so I just totaled this up, boys. We've got 105 points <laughs> possible on this pay-per-view. That is a crazy amount of points. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. I think when Paul and I did the Ring of Honor one, we had about five matches and only about <laughs> yeah. 24. Yeah. Yeah. So this one is going to be an interesting one. The pay-per-view is looking absolutely fantastic. 14 matches and all. Interesting Love build. Interesting build overall to the pay-per-view, though. There's some that didn't get much of a build for the match at all. Some that got confusing builds. Some that were great. So, but overall on paper, it's stacked. Great. Great card. I'm excited for it. But if mm-hmm. I narc or that narc, if I can pick on Tony Khan at all, mm-hmm. it's it's the time to build the stories. Yeah, it is. If that's one thing that he could ever learn from mm-hmm. Paul Heyman, mm-hmm. I would even go Vince McMahon. I think Paul Heyman was the best storyteller of all time. He Paul could build a darn feud, and he could hook you in. But Tony, Tony just like gets a bunch of stuff and throws it at you. Mm-hmm. It, sometimes it works. Don't be wrong. Sometimes it doesn't. But you know, kind of like the Ishi Kingston thing. Okay, I know it's on the pre-show, but yeah, we got Ishi and Kingston at that New J- New Japan show, which was great. You know, some of these guys, some of half the AEW fans probably watch New Japan. But what does all the AEW fans watch? All the you got to put Sammy there, you know, that mm-hmm. one. Okay. Um, and, and then you got to sh- you got to match like, you know, the, the punk Sabian thing. It just came, um, hook, cool hand. I don't know. Threw a lot of stuff together quick. Yeah. There you go. You wait to the last minute. And, there you go. and I feel like he's got to hit a home run here. I mean, he's got some heavy hitters back now from injury. I know there's some others, big-time players that are still injured, but he's got some guys back. And, and you know, out there, and I know they don't care what Twitter says. They don't care what a lot of the fans say. But a lot of fans are liking the WWE product all of a sudden more than AEW. And, and that's, a, that's a mindset thing. That's, that's right? because they know Vince is gone. Right, yeah. right. And, and, and nothing against Triple H. Um, I thought he did a hell of a job in the original NXT. 
Yep. But him and John were in original NXT. Yeah, the black and gold was good stuff. That was some badass programming. Um, and I saw a bunch of those guys showed up on NXT this week. Mm-hmm. That's just a little Triple H thing. Mm-hmm. But it's still... It's, I don't know. I'm not a Roman Reigns guy. No. Uh, I, there's some there's some guys on there that I think are underutilized. And right. That's a whole other story. But, right. I mean, I think there will be more back and forth between talents now that Vince is gone. I think we'll definitely see that from company to company. But really, until Cody's back, I'm not going to probably tune in too regularly. When Cody comes back, I will. That and, and I know we're going down a rabbit hole, which I'm really good at, by the way. That's fine. The most entertaining guy on SmackDown's on the freaking commentary desk. Yep, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep. I mean, the mm-hmm. guy is gold. Mm-hmm. The guy is stupid gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, being that all the Colts fans are now calling for him to come back to Indianapolis <laughs> in some way, back. shape, or form. No, 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 no. He's not going to play. He's not going to play. But he can you imagine him? He thought about being, it. Yeah, he always is going to think about it. Come on, it's Colts money. Um, <laughs> he's got a pretty good gig right now with uh, what he's doing. So thirty million dollars of FanDuel is pretty darn good. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Just imagine though if he went back and called the game. Yeah, he'd be good. He, he did a little football Taylor. commentary um, college games a few years ago. So. He did, and, and he's always uh, he's got to deal with NFL Network now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always always. Uh, lobbied for the Monday Night Football booth, and they keep passing him over. If it ever comes open again, I don't know how they cannot pick him. Um, but whatever. Yeah, I'm a Pat McAfee fan, so he's yeah, he entertaining, and he loves the business. So and the son of a buck can perform. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. I mean, the, that that first match with Adam Cole back in NXT was just. Oh, he, he he shocked Cole with how good he was. He got he got a couple you know uh, new wrestler of the year type award stuff with that match. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and then that stuff he did with Theory. Now wait a minute, we're calling him Austin Theory again, by the way. Yeah, all the guys got their names back. Riddle's yeah. mad again, except Champa. Champa's still Champa. That's the dumbest thing ever. Putting him with Miz. That's so stupid. The, the, that's one guy they're not using correctly. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the 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 theory Vince McMahon then having Stone Cold come down, and the I still will never forget this. You know, he gets stoned, or Pat McAfee gets stu- stunned by Stone Cold, and he's laying on the ground just sipping the beer. Yeah, oh, God, that was a million dollars, a freaking million dollars. And he sold it. Vince didn't sell it so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, from a from a guy from a guy, and I I have actually shotgun the beer with Pat McAfee before. To see him laying on WrestleMania floor, sipping a beer, I'm like, okay, that's awesome. Yep, that's your guy right there. That's my guy. Yep. So, all right, before I wrap this, uh, I'm going to shake up your uh, your predictions a little bit here, possibly. Oh, so, Paul. No, I'm not making any predictions. I just was looking at a few things. And so far in the trios tournament, the longest match has been 24 minutes and 51 seconds, and that was between Death Triangle and United Empire. The shortest match comes in at 9 minutes and 3 seconds, House of Black and Dark Order. The Elite has not put on a, as long of a match as United Empire yet. Doesn't, doesn't surprise me. Kenny's still working his way back in it. Mm-hmm. 
Last week, uh, the Elite came in at 20 minutes and 50 seconds. This week, 18 minutes and 59 seconds. I think 20 to 25 on Sunday. Yeah. Can the Dark Order go that long? Sure. Well, Hangman can. With Hang- yeah. Reynolds can. With, with Hangman, they can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think the other guys are are out of they're capable of doing that type of, uh, of time they're but they're not a will Ospreay or Aussie open either right not not nothing against them I'm not 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 knocking them but I think they could I think that'll be a good that'll be a good 20 solid 20 minutes for sure all right yeah it's gotta be yeah. a good lot of storytelling there yeah all right guys well uh, I think it's time that uh, we should wrap this. I appreciate you two staying civil during this predictions uh, segment. Um, best of luck to both of you. I'm not picking favorites. Yeah, Shep, don't forget to bring that to me at Golf League next Thursday. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Hey, I had to track him down. It was like... No, 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 no. I delivered it to the radio station. Yes. The Wednesday before Dynamite. I'm busy. Yeah. Don't worry. The first time I waited until Wednesday to give it to you, so it was only fair. Yeah. This time I brought it over on a Monday. And then for some reason, if I have to give it to you, Tanner, and it's at Golf League, you got to show up at either the Moose or the Eagles because that's what Golf League is. That's true. And and I just figured that's not going to work because the podcast on Wednesday, I'm going to need it before then. <laughs> so that wasn't smart on my part. Yeah. You could go ahead and hold on to the title until next Thursday. No, 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 and, and no, no, we'll no, just, no. If, if Tanner somehow pulls this off, we'll kick him off the show next week, and uh, and we'll keep it hanging up there above the bow tie. Well, if he, I mean, if his laptop doesn't work or his speakers doesn't work or his headphones don't work, I'll be here. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing because they all, they all do suck, so. Uh, I mean, you know, I can easily kick him out at any time because, you know, he gave me full control of everything in case he couldn't be here. Well, that's, so. that's nice of him. He doesn't mm-hmm. work because I don't know how to work the damn thing anyway. <laughs> I'm looking out for the show, Paul. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. If he starts uh, crying too much next week, if he loses. Uh, well, we're we're going to know pretty quickly because Austin and I agreed, disagreed <laughs> big time on a few point-wise. So it's – yeah. As soon as those two, uh, two Jaden Athena and uh, Jericho, Jericho. yeah, Jericho Danielson will be the two big ones. Yeah, yep. So we'll see how those come in, and uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. So with that, any final thoughts before we head into All Out? Uh, It's gonna be a good show Sunday. Looking forward to it. I think uh, AW needs to hit a banger with this one. So yeah. just looking at what they uh, advertised for Rampage on Friday, I know it's a live show, obviously, in the, in the same Chicago arena. I hope they don't rush that show. I feel like every Rampage on Friday is rushed. Um, they tried to pack, you know, five pounds of stuff in a three-pound bag. Um, so leading into their biggest pay-per-view of the year, I hope they, they play that show correctly, uh, and that'll maybe pick them up a couple extra uh, pay-per-view uh, buys. Um, but... I'm settled in for a five-hour pay-per-view. On I know. This, on yeah. 
Yeah, it's going to be a long one, but you know, I'm glad you brought that up about Rampage. Because whenever they do a live Rampage, of course, it's better than the taped, pre-taped ones. But they got to figure something out with Rampage. I don't know if it's they need a different time slot or switch to a different night. It's it's not working. It's just not working. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the only reason I watch a Rampage on a Friday night is because uh, I got to work on Saturday and the kids are in bed and right, it just fits. I'm, right. Whatever. I watch on DVR at a later time, usually the next day, but I I just rarely catch it live. It's just not a very good time slot. Yeah, you know, 10 o'clock on a, on a Friday. The, uh, um, that, that, by gosh, what the what the heck was I going to tell you? Um, <laughs> you, got, you got me flustered now. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. That, yep. I agree, Chef. I agree. Uh I remember. It. I'll remember it when, as soon as we get off the air, and I'll, I'll always I'll, happens. It never fails. You do jackalopes, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, be sure to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. You're going to want to follow along on Twitter this Sunday night as we will keep a tally going of who's ahead and who the champion is at the end of the night. Um, be sure to listen to the Kicking Out Podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast. And if it happens to be Apple Podcast, give us that five-star rating so that we can work our way up the rankings as well as uh, every other podcast. And we'll become number one eventually. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> be sure to follow Tanner Lee on social media at Tanner Lee 92 Follow the current KOP Predictions champion, Austin Shepard, at the Shep 27 Follow myself at Paul Zartman921. And you know what, guys? Best of luck to both of you. It's going to be a great uh, weekend of wrestling all around if you're oh, a wrestling fan. I got it. I remember. My, my point was tonight, Friday night, we have it in the, the Win Arena or whatever, the Sears Arena, whatever it used to be called. I, I, I feel that if they're doing this, they should have moved Sunday to – United Center or the old uh, Rosemont Horizon. I don't know what they call it now. Wrigley um, Stadium. Or Wrigley. I mean, I, I, I just feel like they should have they should have came to Chicago for the week, done their two shows, and then freaking Sunday night should have been a bang. Yep. It, That's it, what I was talking about. Since you're speaking of stadiums and pay-per-views, uh, Fightful Select is reporting, well, they haven't confirmed with the AEW, but they're reporting that it looks like Full Gear is going to be in Newark, probably at Prudential Center, in um, the weekend of the 19th, 20th, November. So. I saw that. I saw that. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. I figured your biggest pay-per-view of the year, let's, I know we did the United Center for uh, Forbidden Door. Hmm. You know, the Rosemont, I think it's still called the Rosemont Horizon out there by the airport where the Bulls used to play. That's still available. That's a pretty good size arena. Or like you said, my God, let's put them in Wrigley Field, U.S. Cellular Field. I don't know. There's, there's just some really – Soldier Field. There's some really good venues in Chicago. We could have just blown this event up. It'll be interesting a year from now. If they're still doing Chicago, it's got to be somewhere bigger. Got to yep. be. Got to be. It will have to be. Soldier Field's available. <laughs> no, it definitely will be, and they're lighting it on fire in concerts and stuff lately. So, yeah, yep. All right, All right. 
That was my final thought. Sorry, Paul. Now you can go. <laughs> You're fine. All right. Thank you guys so much. Again, best of luck to you. I uh, look forward to seeing who the champion is at the end of Sunday night. And for everybody listening, join us again next week as we make crown a new champion or we'll be joined by uh, the retaining champion uh, as we kick out yet another podcast. <laughs>